Welcome, this is Raina Nysis, your host of A Season of Caring podcast, where we share stories of hope for family caregivers, breaking through the busyness and loneliness to see God even in this season of life. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to our guest, Trin Rose Seeley. Trin is an award-winning author and a master teaching artist. Through her experience with the creative arts, she's witnessed a profound transformation in people living with dementia, from lower to higher energy and focus, which leads to more comfort and success during daily routines of care. She wrote about what she's learned to teach others to bring out the best in each other, to develop positive relationships, and to build trust between care partners. She plays guitar and mountain dulcimer and appreciates the beautiful world we live in through gardening, bird watching, and photography. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's a delight to speak with you today, Raina. Thank you for having me. We talk to family caregivers all the time. I know you have your own story in that, but we're going to focus in on all the experience that you have through your gift in art in those that you help to care for professionally. So share a little bit about your professional story. Thank you. Well, I worked with all ages. So I started with young kids. I've got an elementary ed degree from Michigan State, and I, I taught preschool age, and I taught kinder music to families and their children and loved just tuning in to each kid and their families and figuring out what's going to help them feel comfortable in this setting. Some kids were really, you know, engaged with the bells and the sticks and some were more shy. And the trainer that I learned from always said, just say to each person, thank you, thank you, thank you, so that kids feel comfortable participating more in another time. It's always been my interest and goal to make people feel included in the circle and connected and like they belong and like they're in the right place at the right time, the right people. And I was able to then apply that philosophy and that kind of approach to life to elders. I moved from Pennsylvania to Colorado and started working with private home care agency that brought me into a care home with a person who was being placed there. And she needed me some of the time, but the people in the building said, you know, you're really great with these folks. You want to do you know, another part-time job with us? So it's been a you know, 25-year journey of moving into work with people with dementia and appreciating that they've had a whole wonderful life. And I didn't know them at all before, but I, with my upbringing of being respectful and caring to elders and to people, I just thought, you know, there's a lot of gold here in their lives. How can I bring that back to the present time? So I would learn about them. And sometimes it was the nurse that told us about their lives, sometimes the director of the place. Sometimes it was family members who would say, you know, she designed bathing suits. He was a lawyer. They would tell us things about their family. And then we, the caregivers, would know who they really were, who they authentically were, and protecting that essential self, even if we weren't experiencing that now. It, I found that if I brought those stories out in their lives, they would feel comfortable around me. They would trust me. We would have an authentic relationship built on real information about their lives, things they loved. My Christian upbringing, I was taught that people actually are what they love. They are what they love. So if this person loves gardens, I'm going to talk about gardens every day with them, and they're going to feel more and more comfortable with me 
in the shower, in the restroom, in, you know, having a meal, socializing during the day when they're tired and trying to figure out where they are, where's my daughter, you know, all these things that could be really destabilizing. Like, who am I to them? Well, I'm the person who knows who they are in their hearts, and I'm going to treat them with that care and respect. And it really worked. And just for many years did that direct care and have now worked into musical and artistic experiences with groups. And it's just, it always works to bring out the best in people. They feel reassured. They're okay. And it brings up more joy for everybody. I think all of us desire to be seen, to be really seen. And that's what you do when you make that connection to the deeper piece of who they've always been. And like you said, what they've always loved. We don't lose that. Even if we don't see it all the time, it's all still there. I know both as my mom and my dad, that connection was so important to remember that it's always there because if we don't acknowledge that it's there, then they become a task and it becomes then they feel that too. They don't feel seen and they don't feel themselves probably either, which then brings out those other behaviors. So I love that being able to really see who they are and, and history gives us so much of that. We live such a long, rich life, no matter who we are, and being able to acknowledge that I've come into your life right now. If I come into your life as an adult friend, I don't ignore the past. I don't act like it never happens. I make that connection with you. So that same thing's true as as we're caring for them. It's beautiful. So share a favorite story with us about what you do. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. I I really thought there's so many just blessings. There was a friend of my family's who, when she retired at 65, she just kept going. She taught yoga. She, she learned Reiki. She, she knew both my sister and I as younger people. And she, it really inspired us. She collected Bible quotes that she would write on index cards and she had a file. She was a very organized mind and organist as well. And just remember admiring her and appreciating that. Oh, you mean I can make the Bible my own? I don't have to just read straight through and go, okay, I need to take all this in. No, I can pull out the ones, the little gems. My favorite quote is, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And I always think of her when I think of that quote. That's a practice that she taught me. So in her later years, she got dementia and I was visiting back in Pennsylvania. I live in Arizona. I was visiting family in Pennsylvania and went to see her and saw this wonderful picture. And I knew this about her already. The daughter-in-law had made this beautiful picture of six congregations that she had played the organ in all her life. So I said, oh, look, look at this beautiful picture. I brought it over to her in her bed and said, I remember you playing the organ when I was young, and I want you to know you are a wonderful organist. It's a gift that you've given so many people. And she said, I did that? She didn't recall it, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. And that Mm -hmm. she remembered when I told her, when I showed her, and that was lovely that it was there on the mantle for everyone to see who came to visit her. Oh, yes. This is who she is. She's an organist. She was the headliner. Like people would come really early to go and listen to her play for church. So it was just such a gift to spend that time with her and 
see that her her recall was not there, but her heart was, and how grateful she was to hear that. And another time, my sister and I were visiting a couple of years later, and it was a late evening. We were staying in a friend's house next door to where she was, and the friends were sitting outside saying, oh, she's having a bad evening. So we went over there together and just sang with her, you know, sang all the old hymns, the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And she started to sing along. And all these things will be added unto you. We told her how much we loved her and how much she had done for us as young people and loved her. And she just, this glow in her eyes, just the glow came back. And she was reassured and felt calm and drank a little bit more, and went to sleep with calmness. We gave her a little blessing. And knowing these routines, knowing these rituals and these spiritual practices, whatever they are in our lives, in your family's life, and the people that you're caring for, if you know anything about these rituals and special things, if it's counting the rosary, if it's doing daily prayers, or it's whatever it is, do those things, and people will respond. They'll surprise you. They'll come back, come back to the surface. I've seen so many people go from just unable to connect to animated and engaged just by sparking that beauty in the spirit, sparking that person's joy. Yeah, just joy because we lose that initiation, they lose the ability to initiate that. It doesn't mean that it's not still in them. And so they can join in and bring that back forth. And so sometimes I think it's funny. It's just like anything we do for them physically. I mean, oftentimes just getting the toothbrush to my dad's mouth then prompted him to take over because he had done it for years. And I think the same thing is true with those ways that we nourish the soul. We might get to a point that we can't read anymore. We can't see the words or we can't remember the words, but it doesn't mean we don't remember hearing the scripture and having it speak to our hearts or those songs that mean so much from long ago or currently within life. That's beautiful to really bring out that connection of the soul. Yes, connection of the soul. That's exactly right. Nicely said. So what's one thing that surprised you about caregiving? Well, this, I mean, I'm a person who's very interested in people, engaged and joyful. And as I say, I worked with the young kids first and they're just bundles of energy and joy. And they're just, it's, it's not hidden at all. It's just right there with an older person who's gone through some struggles and in the care homes that I was working in, there's layers of, of confusion and blocks and maybe nobody knows who I am and I don't know either. And I, I don't, I'm just going to check out. You know, I don't have any way to connect. I don't know who these people are. They're not my family, or even if they are, sometimes it doesn't feel easy to know that. So I remember as I started to do this caregiving work in the care home that I was working in, I worked with the one individual a few days, and then the rest of the days did more activities with 25 people in a circle, and we do exercise. And the the other caregivers in the building would say, well, they can't really read. They can't really talk. They can't really connect because, and I I have total compassion for the people who are doing the the deep care, which I did later in my experience. But at that time, I was just activity work, 
keeping people engaged for, you know, an hour and a half and here and there. And, but I said, well, to myself, well, I'm going to just see if they can read. Mm-hmm. So I had this pack of cards. It was, they're called Choose Joy. And they were Bible quotes and some quotes from other inspirational sources. So I had about 20 people in a circle and I had 25 cards. So I passed out the cards to each person. And 18 out of 20 people could read the card aloud. And it certainly wasn't a judgment. It was just a note, an observation that I gave them the chance to try it and they did. And so it's my, it feels like my job to create a rich and interesting atmosphere that allows people to, you know, bring out the best in people, gives them a chance to show what they have, you know, do what they can. And it was lovely. So that was my experience at that place. I just kept checking and pushing the envelope a little bit and putting out art that people could do on their own and watched them create and watched them feel excited. So then much later, as I moved in, again to here now to Arizona and I'm doing this work here, I created sessions called Mindful Art that have a music component a storytelling component and an art creating component. And my favorite day of all was when I was with several students from a local university here called Grand Canyon University, Christian College. There was a cadre of students who was learning how to do sort of direct care, but we got them involved with, with the music and the art. And so they were all around the people sitting at the art table. And I just heard so many, this murmur of thank yous. Thank well, thank you. I need the yellow. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're giving the card to me? Thank you. And it was, you know, 20-year-olds and 80-year-olds talking to each other on the same level. We had sung songs together. I have story prompts that allow people to say, hey, were you a surfer? Yes, I surfed in California. And then the 20-year-old and the 80-year-old said, I surfed at the same beach, you know, when I was a kid. They had an immediate real connection. And then just being able to create a setting where people are saying, thank you. It just brings that love and energy right to the heart. And then those young kids could say, hey, you know, I've been thinking about my blood pressure lately and I'm going to take my own. Now, can I take yours? Are you curious about your blood? Yeah, I'm curious about my blood pressure. (laughs) You know, instead of it being like, I got to take your blood pressure. It's more like, Hey, my friend wants to know how I'm doing. Yeah. I can't wait to find out about my blood pressure. You know, this is the magic that happened when you when you make that that connection of the heart. Magic. That's beautiful. I love that. So it sounds like God often shows up in different opportunities with you and your caregiving, but do you have one story you could share where God really showed up and just made himself obvious in the midst of it? So, so many. Well, I had a family friend growing up and they also moved out to Arizona and then she had dementia. Now she's moved to Atlanta to other family, but I cared for her in her home for several years. And, you know, when you have such a strong faith in you, then that's what you go back to. That's what you, you reconnect to that, that basis and that joy. And so she would sometimes not even remember her son's name who was right there. But then she would talk about church and how much she loved to sing. And then names would start to come back to her if she was thinking about 
the songs or the people that she cared about. It's always important to have a basis that is solid. My my caregiver book that I wrote is called 15 Minutes of Fame. One photo does wonders to bring you both back to solid ground. And grounding, being grounded by something, as I said earlier about if you have a ritual that's important to you, that's a spiritual practice, if it's to wake up every morning and read your daily devotionals, or if there's certain songs that you can sing, if you're at home with your family member, to to sing with them and bring back that solid, oh, I know that, I know that song and I feel better because I recognize what's happening, something special that's happening. With this adult day program that I was doing, the Mindful Art had a break with COVID but was doing full-time programming there. Um, there was a woman who, they had a piano, a keyboard there, and the family didn't know that she would remember the songs. But as soon as she saw the keyboard, she sat down and played. You know what she played. Everybody knows. She played the whole thing, and the family was like, oh, she's still there. Like, yeah, she's still there. And it's our job to provide those things that bring that memory back, bring out that best. The reason that I do music, stories, and art is because different people respond to different things. Yeah, some people fall asleep during the singing. Some people are singing heartily for the whole time. And some people love to tell a story. And some people are creating beautiful works of art. But every time it felt like I can't miss any one of these pieces because I'll miss somebody. And I want to bring out the best in everybody that I can while I'm there. So, yeah, having that spiritual basis for my own life of looking at people with the lens of compassion and love. And this is an angel in the making here. And the essential self is always protected, even if I can't see it on the surface with dementia and there's all forms of dementia you know depending on what is happening with the person if it's from a stroke or if it's from a trauma or if it's from a heart issue there's lots of ways to to get to what dementia is but the truth is this cuts through every one of them is to recognize the heart in a person yeah. and to bring it out definitely and they are just waiting for you to do that, I think. They can be tired and there can be a lot, is a lot of trying to figure things out, a lot of processing that goes on. But that connection, it does bring that spark. And when they're able to show themselves, I mean, there's such joy, I think, on both sides of seeing that and them just radiating with joy. It's just beautiful. So, well, our time is wrapping up. So do you have one last nugget of wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners today? I think that in my book about 15 Minutes of Fame, I realized as I did the work that I needed to write the book so that I could share it with other people who were doing this work, either professionals or people at home. And with the COVID times, it's hard for me to even recommend care homes now, although I'm, they're getting better. But I wrote it really for people who are at home who are not ready to say, I'm ready for someone else to take care of my family. But when that time comes, it's a blessing to be able to send that family member with some resources, with some things that they love. Because as I say, 
you are what you love. And the more that a person who's caring for your family knows who they really are, then that's what they'll bring out in them. That's, that's the lens they'll see them through. And that's really precious. I mean, I just felt like if I'm meeting people for the first time at 85 with deep dementia, I'm going to find out as much as I can about their lives so that I can bring out that love in them. And it worked really well. I mean, to, to be able to help people in their, in their bedrooms. And it's a very private space for people. And to be able to just gently connect there and help people prepare for the day, I would always say, we've got a breakfast date and I'm here to help you get ready. And they would be like, all right, let's go. You know, yeah. it wasn't about let's do this shower because it's really hard. Like, no, it's more like, where are we going today? And to like lead from the heart and lead from the joy of what we can expect in a day. And that people need to, need to do that until they're done. They're, they're here until they're done. So I'm going to bring out the best in them until, until that's time. That's lovely. And I think it's so important, too, for us to remember as family caregivers, as we bring people in our team, we can do a wonderful job of introducing our loved one to that teammate. And that was something we really tried to do in our family as we brought caregivers in to be a part of caring for my dad. Walking through the house, it was talking about the picture of my mom and the fact that she had been gone for a really long time and that he was a professional baseball player. He was an accountant and he loved numbers and he loves organization and he doesn't like things on the floor and, you know, just all the things about who he is because he can't communicate that necessarily anymore, but it is still who he is. So if you leave your shoes on the floor, it's going to drive him crazy. <laughs> just being able to give those little tips and ideas with those people that you bring in to help support you can be so important because it does give them a place to start that connection. And like you said, that heart connection is really the best way to help your loved one be able to progress through any point in aging and, as I say, walking them all the way home, no matter what stage they're at, whether dementia is a part of it or not helping them to stay who they are as much as possible in the heart of who they are is important. I love that. Very much so. Tell us a little bit about your book and where we can find it. My first category of a book is called 15 Minutes of Fame. One photo does wonders to bring you both back to solid ground. And that can be found on my website, caregiverheart.com. That's caregiverheart.com. And also a book that I have a chapter in that this lovely woman organ story is from is called Dementia Friendly Worship. And that is also on Amazon. It's a large compendium, very easy to read though, and very inspirational about different kinds of worship elements that bring people closer to the heart. And it's for what does a Baptist like? What would a Jewish person like at home? What would a Sikh person want at home? What would a Buddhist like? It's just a lovely collection of inspirational stories and, and practical how-to. How do you bring an environment of worship and sacred space to a person at home? It's a very lovely uh, book, and I'm really proud to have a chapter in there. Great. So listeners, be sure to locate our show notes page. We'll also put a link there. We'll connect you to Trin on her website, or you can just visit her website at caregiverheart.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to be able to talk with you about 
just how those connections can be formed in some really fun ways. Thank you, Rena. It's a real pleasure. The book is a work of love and hoping that more people can have more joy and build that joy into their daily routines. Thank you for joining us today for Stories of Hope from Trin. This episode has been brought to you by Content Magazine, an electronic quarterly magazine designed to help you find God during your caregiving season. Take a moment to take a deep breath, find him, and then jump back into your caregiving season refreshed and ready to go. Learn more about Content Magazine at contentmagazine.online. A Season of Caring podcast has been created for sharing stories of hope for living content, loving well, and caring without regrets for family caregivers. If you have legal, financial, or medical questions, be sure to consult your local professionals and take heart in your season of caring.